0: Toward towards uh, receiving an update from Prasa uh, in terms
1: of uh, the, the work that they are doing around the uh, uh, infrastructure. Uh, we will also deal with the, the minutes of the, the last uh, um, uh, meeting. Uh, and then the, thereafter, uh, that will be the, the end of the meeting. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, the uh, apologies that you have received, committee uh, secretary.
2: Thank you, Chairperson. We have received apologies from the minister, who's attending cabinet meeting, <laughs> and also the deputy minister, who's attending uh, <clears throat> some family matters. And... Uh, our true-standing apologies for Honorable Mateula and Honorable Lansman. Thank you,
1: Chair. No, great. No, fair, 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 thanks for those uh, apologies. Uh, we have also uh, noted the delegation uh, that there uh, will be joining us. We are informed that it will be uh, Mr. Wapo Magapea, Mr. Fikile. Uh, uh Matlapping, the uh divisors uh, and then the uh brother team uh, i see Mr. David Mpello, the david melo the acting ceo i believe and then uh, Mr. imaran technical CEO the brother CEO and the technical advisor in their respective office. Uh, so, having said that, uh, let me then uh, uh, get an advice from the committee secretary who's was in the presentation.
2: Uh, chairperson maybe let me pass it to Tunde to handle that one. Uh,
0: good morning, chairperson. It's supposed to be the acting CEO
3: of Prasa. So, I'm not sure whether he's connected
1: through
0: Anne, Anne Marie. Can Anne Marie and Kahiso clarify that? Thank you. Thank
1: you. See you. are you on the platform? Good, afternoon. It's it's Kahiso from Prasa. Yes, Gahiso. They are they
0: connected. Can you the- help us? Yes, they are connecting from the, the entire team is connecting from the boardroom there, where, they, where the group she is going to present from. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just checking with them what the problem could be.:
1: less, less than one less than while, while waiting for them to connect. Uh, can we deal with our minutes? Uh, brother?:
2: Thank you,.: Chair. Uh, Let me request a record to flag the minutes.
1: uh honorable members uh uh, this is the minutes of the 15th of july uh where we were considering uh, the reports that were adopted by the house yesterday Uh, there were two uh uh, reports that were considered of the the protocols relating to the uh, chicago convention and also the uh, report on the draft regulation of one one six A. Those uh, were the committee members that were in attendance. Uh, any reflection on that? Uh, Less than uh, move to the to the guest. Uh, those that attended and uh, the committee the committee team. Uh those were the open remarks that were made, and then the apologies were uh, recorded. And then the uh, uh issues that were raised, and then uh, commands comments on the uh, on the protocol and also the regulation. And the five point one and five point two uh, indeed indicate the decision that was taken by the committee. And then uh, the the end. Any correction that honourable members would want to 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 raise uh, with regard to the minutes? Uh, in the absence of. Uh, of that can you then get uh, a mover for the adoption of the minutes?
0: Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Moshodi. I move for adoption of the
1: thank you, thank you, Honorable for moving uh, for the committee to adopt yes, the thank minutes. You. Thank, you. thank you. Can you get a seconder? i
4: second, Honorable brothership Thank you,
1: Honorable you Team, but I said for seconding the minutes. Any contra-review? Uh, therefore, in the absence of any contra-review, then the minutes are of the 15th uh, is truly uh, adopted. Uh, we can then move to our next item on the agenda. Uh, uh, if we could be advised by uh, Takisho, if uh, his team has uh, managed to connect?
0: Uh, Chaperson.
1: All right. and, uh,
0: yes, they are, they are connected as FASA ESCO. They are on the
1: platform. You can call them the CEO, Chef. Ch- thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. CEO, the platform is yours. Let me welcome you and your team, uh, because when we started by exceeding a lot of welcome, you were still struggling to connect. But now that your team is fully connected, uh, uh, let's uh, welcome you to to the meeting and also extend the of greetings to to your delegation on behalf of the select committee. Over to you, CEO, acting CEO.
5: Good morning, uh, Chair. Uh, To you, uh, to the chairperson of our board, to honourable members, so official,
1: um, I'm not um, sure who else. My, my apology. If you can uh, switch the video on so that uh, the public can see who's uh, the CEO of Prisons will be presenting. Um, um I hope we can you can now see us. We're sitting in a the
5: boardroom. Uh, there I am sitting sitting down. Uh, together with, uh, with the team, uh, the rest of the other team members are online, so I'll be presenting from, from here. Um, we do battle with, uh, today with the bandwidth is very low. So if we present to, on, on that together with the video, it may affect the, 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 the presentation chair. So I'm not sure if we do continue like this with the video or we can switch off the video once we've done the introduction, Chair, with your permission.
1: Yes, uh, just do the introduction and then from there you can uh, then uh, to minimize the, the challenge that you have switch off the video.
5: Okay, with me in the room, Chair, I've got the, the CEO of our division, Tech, tech Division. I've got the actual CEO of our real estate and property business. Online, I've got Kahisho. I've got uh, other uh, uh, uh co members. We also have got the chairperson of the board online as well, Chair.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Can we then uh, hear from uh, the chairperson of the board any, any uh uh, remarks that the chairperson would want to make before uh, the team continues. You
2: no, know, thank you very much, uh, uh, chairperson, um, uh, honourable chairperson, and the committee. Um, I really uh, not wanting to waste lots of time, um, but to allow the uh, the group uh, CEO to present. All I can say, as a kind of introduction, Chairperson, uh, is that uh, um, we are continuing going forward. We continue going forward, I'll sometimes maybe since slow. But as we all know that uh, the train or rail business is a, is a hard business. It's a, a business that uh, it has a long lead time period. Which is what we are confronted with. But I can say to you that um, in our promises that we said we would we need to do in 2022, uh, we now know that our um, is online. We, have, we are working that uh, Cape Town uh, Central line uh, should uh, halfway house uh, in terms of the uh, riding a train from Cape Town to Nyanga should happen by by July this year. And then, of course, uh, continue to go to Kalachchh in December and us Plain. So that's where we are, and we continue to work day and night on making sure that we achieve those results. On the issues of uh, uh, corridor development, the recovery of corridors out of the forty-six corridors, I think the Group CEO will take us uh, will take the committee through that process. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson.
1: Thank you, thank you, Chair uh, Ramatlakani, uh, for for those welcoming remarks, and uh, 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 indeed you are also welcome uh, to the to the meeting. Uh, let me then uh, give uh, the reins back to the CEO. can you please slide uh, the presentation so we can then take uh, the committee through the
5: presentation, please.
0: Okay, uh, in presentation mode, next slide, recording in progress. It, it is. It is. It,
1: it, it is possible. Audible CEO can start.
0: Okay. So, chair,
5: I'm going to cover uh, basically the, the the four areas as the presentation that we uh, that we've distributed. One. Is In the introduction and the context uh, basically out of what we, we we we've put together. Two is the modernization program that covers the, the rolling stock. It covers the, the new uh, fleet renewal program. And then we we'll look into the modernization of the signaling and communications as, as well. And the third part will be the re- rehabilitation of the of the network itself, Chair. And then lastly, we'll then get into the challenges uh, uh that we are incurring uh and uh, in facing within the network. Next slide, please. So in, fact, in, in 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 terms of our triple challenges that we're facing within the, the, the PRASA environment check okay, and, and the committee members, there are three critical pillars which which pose the challenges that we currently have to deal with within, within the, the rail, the passenger rail. One is the security of our, our infrastructure and the maintenance thereof. The other one is the rebuilding and the recovery of our, of our network. As we know, two things happened. One was that uh, uh, security contracts were stopped at some point, which then opened up our network for, 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 for vandalism and theft. And the other one was then thereafter, immediately thereafter, we were faced with the pandemic. And that also, when we stopped the services, it then opened up our infrastructure as well for vandalism, further vandalism and, and theft at a, a, a multiplied uh, a, a rate as well. So we are now faced not only with recovery, but in certain cases, because of the depletion and the dilapidation of our infrastructure and assets in the rebuilding, of that infrastructure, something that was not done for many, many, many years since the network itself was established. The last component Chair, is 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 the funding thereof, the funding of the environment. More so, the operational part, which then covers one uh, uh, the maintenance of the infrastructure and two the security itself, because that all all of that comes from from our operational expenditure check. Next slide, please. So let me get into the, the three pillars of our modernization program, which is currently funded as per the capital
0: expenditure and allocation that comes from the both treasury and the department. Next slide. So we've got the rolling stock, uh, uh, which is what we refer to as the yellow and the gray,
5: the gray uh, uh, fleet is our old uh, fleet, which uh, according to, 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 to the program, should be looked into every nine to 11 years cycle. We currently have got lots and lots of dots that has not been either maintained or overhauled. Uh, it is now out in public and has and been spoken about that the old uh, general overhaul, which was the, the, the old program, well had a lot and lots of issues and
0: also also indicated as the AG reports. Are we still
5: together? Chair, we, we seem to have lost connection on the on the system. So I'm going to use my laptop and luckily I've had that as a backup uh, and apologies to you and the committee members. So I'm going to present off my laptop. It will not show the, the other members, it will just be me. And I'm hoping that you can see me as I present, Chair. And apologies. Yes, for- yes, yes. Okay.
1: No, no, so- no, I think that that, 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 that that will help us in terms of mitigating the challenge that we are faced to now. Thank you, thank you, Chair. So
5: this program, uh, in terms of maintain, maintaining the old uh, old fleet, covers three areas. One is the general overall, which is the heavy maintenance. The other one is maintaining the, the wrecks and the accident damage. And the other one is the ordinary light, what we refer to as the ad hoc maintenance, but it's basically light maintenance uh, of, 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 of our fleet. We've invested heavily into this program To highlight to to the committee members in terms of the type of investment that we're making in this environment, it's around 8 billion rains combined over a period of five years. So light maintenance on its own is around 500 million. And the the bigger part, which will impact the industry, the rail industry, in terms of the maintenance and the heavy overhaul of our fleet, yellow yellow and gray fleet, is around 7.5 billion rains over five years as well. Next
0: slide. Apologies, I've been disabled to share.
1: Oh, can you help that? Uh, can, can you help with that, Sibana? So, well, thank you.
5: Next slide, Anna-Marie. So Chair, those pictures are just an indication of how our old fleet, the yellow and gray uh, trains look like. The windows, you look at the doors, you look at the floors, the way they've rusted. You look at the structure, the way they've rusted. You look at the connection points, including the suspensions and the undercarriage, you can see how much damage over time and the type of maintenance that's required to to get this back into into a a state where they are usable. And also uh, we can then offer a decent ride and service to our commuters. Next slide, please. And this is a, a demonstration of what they go through. In essence, Che, we, we take this completely apart and then rebuild from the ground up. So those are the pictures that shows you the, the progression in terms of what then happens in this repairs. And then it, it then does demonstrate and make sense on why we have to invest so much money into this. Also, what this means in terms of feeding the industry, that that's then uh, uh, basically... Uh, investing into into rail according to this, to what you're seeing in the pictures. Next slide, please. And then it shows you the final product once it's gone through all this process and the amount of money that's gone into this to bring that back into what you now see. And you you see a demonstration of uh, the normal uh, metro rail on one side, and you also see the demonstration of our long distance uh, passenger services, which we refer to as Sholoza mail. So both once they've gone through this overall program, this is the outcome and the results of what you see after all the investment and where the money, the taxpayers' money, has gone into. Next slide, please. So far, Chair, uh, I am pleased to come to 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 this committee, Chair, and and share with you that we've now concluded uh, the 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 contract. We've appointed five five contractors across all four regions. Uh, and the impact in terms of creating the, the jobs, there's a potential of creating around 2,000 jobs. What we're looking into in the next five years is, is basically refurbishing around 400, 400 coaches in debt, in, in which will then create these jobs that we're talking about. And also as part of the conditions of the contracts, we're infusing uh, localization, number one, and number two, we also want to, to use this as an opportunity to create uh, uh, jobs for the youth as well as you can see. So we maximizing this in response to what the president, I think, has alluded to in terms of creating economic uh, impact through the projects that we're running within this space. Next slide, please. We now have what we refer to as the, the, the new uh, 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 fleet renewal program. Uh, others refer to that as the Gibela project. Uh, what we call we call the Istimela Sabantu as the new product. Uh, and that is the, the the project that's out uh in, in Danota. Um, uh, to date we've got around 96 new trains that has been that have been accepted. Uh, they're currently in, in distributed, but majority of those are currently in Pretoria in Volmartin in our yard. Uh, others have been distributed into the the different regions. We're currently sitting with around 14 in the Western Cape and nine in KZN. Eastern Cape is the only one that does not have any at the moment, and we're looking into creating space for that. The reason why, Chair, that I need to highlight to the committee members is that the Eastern Cape network primarily is a transnet network. Uh, What we're producing out in Danota uses a different type of electrical traction compared to what uh, Transnet has got in their network. So we will need to have to customize some of those if we, we take them to to the Eastern Cape. And it's something that we're looking into. We're looking at producing around 600 trains. Uh, that is the, the the original business case into that. We're not there yet. So in the next phases, we should be able to to get into that. And that's part of what we're negotiating currently with the the build, operate and transfer partners that are currently running that plant out in Danota. Next slide, please. Chair, there has been a huge economic impact uh, out of this project, which eventually we're going to own as South Africa and and as, as the state. Uh, the Gibela project uh, has got bursaries, impact on on, on We're looking at a transfer of technology of the rail technology into the country, and we can see we can see the the the, the benefits thereof to a point where I think we'll we'll end a potential to even uh, export some of this. Should we should we want to do that as as South Africa, We'd, we've developed artisans, local artisans. Within the internships as well, we've infused and I think we've created around uh, uh, close to a thousand jobs in that environment young young engineers that have been employed in that environment as well. so there is impact in terms of skills development in country out of this project. I think it's a it's a it's a success that we cannot let uh, uh, let uh, just rot or or sit back without making the best out of it in terms of economic value. Next slide, please. The last pillar in the modernization chair is the signaling and communications. Basically this is the traffic control in the rail in the rail space It's part of the automation. We currently uh, uh, have got issues in the network in that parts of the network is currently managed uh, manually. It opens up us up for, for, for accidents. And not only does it do that, but also inefficiencies in, the te- in terms of the frequencies and the number of trips that we run in our network. So as soon as we've got the signaling automated across all the, the regions, it will then increase the number of trains and the frequencies and the number of trips, which then influences the number of commuters that we then transport within our networks. And that we measure uh, basically across all number of things. One is the interlockings and and others is the control center itself, and then the equipment equipment rooms to highlight it at, at a high level uh, uh chair houting, uh, uh we started in twenty eleven uh we we're now finishing off uh we're sitting around ninety nine percent in within that project uh from a phase one point of view phase two. We're looking at finishing only in the next in the next year. Signaling, if I may highlight uh, to you and the members, takes a long time. We are currently embarking on a new one in KZN. end. We went out to the market and we're evaluating that on its own chair and, and honorable members. That's that will cost the fiscus around nine billion rands over a period. It's going to take us minimum three years to five years to roll that out. It's quite a heavy uh, and, and also specialized type of technology in that space. But it does create multiple jobs across, across the, 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 the regions, more so where it's done. In Gauteng, as I said, it's 99%. In the Western Cape, where we've had the TALES contract, that was delayed by the encroachment Together with with COVID, and we're busy dealing with that when when it comes to the relocation of the people that ask that have settled in our reserves. Uh, In KZN, we had a contractor that we had to cancel, as I said, to honorable members. We've now embarked onto a new process to 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 onboard new service providers, and that will give the, the committee an update as and when we, we go through that process. Next slide, please. So the KwaZulu-Natal uh, progress is the one that that, that, that I was talking about. Uh, um, that network, chair quickly, has been impacted by the, the flood uh, disaster. We've got nine corridors in that environment. Uh, uh, three of which belong to, to Transnet and the six hours. Uh, so we collaborate and work closely with Transnet as we transverse and access each other's network to both freight and, 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 and passenger. The southern part of, of, of the corridors in that environment were heavily affected by the washouts, which in certain cases, bridges and rail was hanging because soil had been washed away. So we have embarked on that as part of the national disaster is declared by the president. And we, we, we have quantified that impact to close to three billion rains, not only to revive the infrastructure, but also prepare that infrastructure and the asset base for newer uh, climate impact so that it does not get impacted the same way it has in 2022. What we have now, we've gone and put a diesel traction, at least to transport people uh, in the commercial area, Into Durban. But the southern part, we still haven't gotten there and we are in the process of rebuilding that. Next slide, please. So we've got a new signaling uh, and telecoms uh, project as I highlighted uh, between Gauteng and and, and the Western Cape. We've got uh, 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 tenders that are out there, out in the market. We, we have approached the market and we're evaluating that. And I think the progress when we, in, when we get to the inception and the, the, the triggering of the projects themselves, I'll come back into this committee and come and highlight how far we've gone as soon as we've done that. Kwasnul Antala is in there as well. But we're looking at a longer period, as I said. But the one part that I must quickly highlight to members is that we, 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 we I think historically, had taken so long in terms of, of evaluating this tender. As an example, if I put it forward to the honorable members, it took us close to three years to evaluate and complete the geo tender. We're now looking at that, because if if we were to follow that same trend, it will take us very long to get to modernize and also rebuild our network. And we now have adopted a new model of accelerating this evaluation of the tenders as we get into it, so that we can get the benefit back into the commuters. So part of this is to to fuse in the evaluation of these tenders into a period of uh, a maximum two months, and I can get into how we're doing into that without exp- exposing much, otherwise it then compromise the process um, of, of, of the evaluation. But we squeeze in that so that we don't take too long to get to, to, to trigger these projects going forward. Next, next slide, please. So as you can see, that's work that's currently underway uh, within the, 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 the corridors. We closed uh, three corridors in 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 Gauteng that we were running diesel traction on. One is the the Mamelodi line, which is the, what we call the Pinasport line. Yes, the other know. one is the Tembisa line, which we refer to as the Lerala line. And the third one is the Naledi to 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 Park Station Naledi to Joburg line, uh, which we've uh, we've closed as well. But part of that would be to to, to create the path between Pretoria and Johannesburg. And this is where you start seeing Carl Fontaine to Oliphant's Fontaine coming through. So that signaling is now underway as well as part of that modernization. So that work is underway, uh, uh, Chair and Honorable Members. And that's what you see in those pictures. The biggest Uh, 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 threat that we have for in our infrastructure is currently security. Outside just putting bodies and boots on the ground, we're also technically looking at a solution. And what you're seeing in front of you, Chair and committee members, is that we're taking the very cables that vandalists are taking and covering them with concrete to make it a lot more difficult for people to dig them out easily. Uh, it's something that I wouldn't have wanted to, to share publicly because then we expose this to, to vandalists and now see what we're doing. So I will quickly move out of that without say, saying much. Let's get into the, the, the network itself and the rehabilitation. So there, Chair, I'm going to talk about what we're doing within the network. The chairperson of the board has highlighted that we've got a number of corridors that <coughs> we open in the passenger space. So we've got 40 corridors across all the regions, 18 of which were functional uh, just before lockdown, and and the floods. So 17 corridors, and seven of which are functional uh, in the housing space, nine corridors, as I said, in KZN, three of which were functional before the floods, but uh, now we've only just recovered. We had put everything to to a halt, complete halt after the floods, after the disaster. But we've now uh, recovered uh, uh, one, which is the, the, the Kwamashu line. We're bringing in a portion of the Umlazi line, which what we, had, we had to refer to as a shuttle. And we're working on bringing the Stenga line, the Pinetown line, the Kelso line, and the Umlazi line. In the Western Cape, as I said earlier on, We've got basically two lines, uh, both of which belong to TFR, to Transnet, but we run passenger passenger uh, services on those lines. Western Cape, we've got 12 corridors, six of which are functional. You would have seen honorable members that we we, we when we launched and opened the northern line, the southern line, and we're now currently working on, on opening the third part of the northern line, which is part of the central line, which we refer to as, as, as phase one. So in essence, uh, if I'm to dwell a little bit deeper on the central line, because it's a, it's, it's a big problem. We have a settlement in the Langa area, which initially stopped the trains from Cape Town into Belfield through that point, and also stopped the, the trains from uh, Cape Town to Kailicha. So we're now working in phase one just to get the trains out of Cape Town into Langa, Langa into Belleville. But there are three parts onto that. One is Cape Town to Langa through Mutual, which currently is functional. We're now bringing the, the, the Cape Town to Langa through Pinelands. So we're busy working on that. Uh, and that line as well will then connect from Langa to Belleville via Sarapta. So that's our phase one that we're working on, and we're going to launch that now towards the end of July. 26th of July is our target to get the phase one of Central Line up. The other part uh, uh, which we're now collaborating with the other uh, state departments, human settlements in the public works coming to the party, uh, HDA, which is part of the human settlements, the province and, and the city working together to resettle the people out of philippi area and also kailicha area so that we can then be able to run to run trains straight from langa into kailicha and unfortunately that depends on that resettlement uh, for us to start running trains out of that because there are if you go into the philippi area you will find they've put letterings and they've occupied the entire rail reserve and not only that They've also destroyed the formations on which the the rail itself sits. So the foundation itself is destroyed. Uh, There are parts where uh, around 10 kilometers worth of rail has been taken out completely in between Langa and Philippi and Yanga, that, that area. Together with the stations, so they've been taken away. So that's the amount of work that we still need to do in Central Line, but we're working on getting that back by December but with a provision and the dependency that the the people will be resettled out of the rail reserve. Uh, So that's the summary in terms of the corridors. The issues that are coming up uh, uh, in terms of the rebuilding process is changing the the, the culture itself within within our own environment. If I may, uh, Chair, we we come from an operational environment separated from, from Transnet with a, 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 a skill base that knows how to run trains. We are now having to have to rebuild or build the mindset to rebuild or recover corridors based on what we've gone through. And that's part of the culture and the personal commitment that we require. We also now also need to infuse a, a project management and a disciplined ex- execution uh, a mode into our people. And that's part of, of lessons that we're learning as, as, as we go. And then uh, lastly, prob- problem solving orientation within, within the people. So a huge uh, cultural change that we need to infuse and that's what we're working on. And you're gonna start seeing the results as we go through that. Next slide, please. When we look at the problem at hand, uh uh chair and honorable members, we if we were to go and move and say we will recover the corridors fully, it's gonna take us a lot longer. So we're taking that in phases in a phased approach. One is to recover the limited service as it is and, and start running trains. We will then modernize and 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 build efficiencies and and optimize as we go along. But the first thing and the first focus to to at least get the train running and get, give people access to, through the stations. Uh, and then we then optimize as we go. And that is the reason why you see a recovered limited service, limited service recovery, and then a full service later on. Primarily because part of a full service is the signaling, which I highlighted earlier on, that it takes longer for us to rebuild signaling. So fully to get to a point where everything is fully automated is gonna take us a, a, a little bit longer because of the nature of signaling itself. But we are on the path to do that. But what's important here is that we are going to recover the services and that's what we're focusing on. Next slide, please. So in terms of the corridors, I've highlighted the 40 40 corridors that we have and the fact that we've got 18 functional. But the focus on the 10 priority corridors as announced in the state of nation address by the president is on the 10 and the 10 are distributed according to the to the table that's in front of you we currently have got uh, uh, focusing on four in, in 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 Gauteng and we've got uh, uh, the, the the southern line and the northern line in western cape together with central line and its faces and then in kzn and uh, uh, we've got the Deben to Umlazi and also Deben to Kwamash. Why the 10 priority corridors to honourable members? Just go back to the previous slide, please. Is that we, we, we have seen that the movement of our people in Gauteng will be between Pretoria primarily and, 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 and Johannesburg. So Soweto to, to Mabupane, Soweto to Mamelodi. So we do need that entire uh, backbone corridor, which then talks about Jobeck, connecting Jobek and Pretoria. We know where the big numbers and our commuters come from, which is the reason why Mabopane is a, a focus. Pinasport, which is Mamilodi, is a focus. And then Naledi, which is the Soweto com- component, is a focus. But for us to do an end-to-end, we then ha- also have to connect Park Station to Pretoria through the Calfontaine area which is the reason why you see Pretoria to Calfontaine as part of the picture. We have since closed, as I said, the, the Mamelodi Lake, we've closed the Tembisa Lake, we've closed the, the Naledi Lake so that it gives us time to recover that. We have to, because we cannot recover or rebuild the rail while the trains are running. And we've appealed to, to the communities to give us that space and we've been granted that through the engagement with the communities accordingly. Uh, there are dates associated with that, we're looking at a maximum of four months of recovering those corridors. Uh, Mabopane and, Souls, and Soulsville are currently uh, running on a limited service. We're working on that signaling component so that we can then open, optimize and going forward. In the Western Cape, as I highlighted, phase one is coming now in July, towards the end of July. Uh, they, they, the, the retreat side and the Simonstown lines have been recovered. They are running. I must quickly highlight, highlight that both the lines that I'm referring to as the recovered lines are running on, on the blue and grey trains, the newer, the newer trains. KZN, as we speak, we have not put any of the new trains in there. This part has taken a life of its own and we're managing that as part of the disaster. We're accelerating that. It's a lot more work. Uh, we were further down the road in terms of recovering some of this up until we were hit by the floods. Next slide, please. In terms of the progress to date, in terms of service recovery, you will see that the the, 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 the spot, which is the Mamilodi component, we're roughly around 69% of the work. And there, uh, Chair, we're looking at at, at, at September uh, service resumption in there. Um, and then we've got Naledi. Naledi is running a, a little bit behind. Work has started. Uh, we should accelerate that as well. Part of our acceleration, Honorable Members and Chair, is our partnership with our service providers, the industry. Previously, the industry would give us a period of recovery of around eight, nine months, and we'll take it as that. We've now gotten to a point where we're asking them and we're negotiating with them on, in terms of shrinking these delivery timelines into, into shorter time so that we can get the trains back. And, and I must quickly highlight that they've come to the party. The industry has come to the party. Yes, it comes with a cost. But but it allows us to bring the services back a lot quicker, which is the reason why you're seeing these dates of around August and September being highlighted as part of our our delivery into that. We're seeing Pinasport coming a little bit earlier, and and then the Pretoria to Calfontaine coming a little bit earlier. We're working very hard into getting Naledi and Lerala back onto that uh, uh, accelerated plan as well. So you would see the dates around September. So. Around September, there'll be a lot of these recoveries and the relaunching of these this trains back, and that's what we've promised the commuters. Next slide, please. So as you can see, that's part of the progress. We've got teams on the ground. So, Yes, we've closed the corridors for recovery. We've put the teams down. We're putting the, 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 the cables back online. And also, I want to highlight that the agreement with the service providers is that when they are working uh, on site and busy putting this this infrastructure back, they secure it up until the time when they hand over to us. We're preparing as well, and we are prepared. We have now uh, also beefed up our security to a point where we will take over. An example of that and the impact thereof is within the Mabopane line where we've recovered it in a similar fashion. We've learned a lot out of that. There's not been a single incident in that environment in as far as uh, infrastructure destruction is concerned or security issues in in that area. So as you can see, we're putting back the the cables. Uh, It's still a risk uh, and we're coming out. We need to invest a lot more in our security. Next slide, please. The feeding of the lines uh, and energizing the, the network as well uh, through the substations. Pinas is an example in front of you. We've done and redesigned uh, and strengthened the, the substation so that uh, vandalists don't find don't find it a lot easier to get into our, our infrastructure. But we, we are still exposed in that uh, where they cannot get into our infrastructure. They would look into getting into the ESCOM infrastructure. And there's an example in the Western Cape where they, instead of getting into our secured environment, they went into ESCOM and stole cables, which then affected our cable. So it does require that we collaborate a lot closer between ourselves, ESCOM, the likes of City Power, and also Transnet <coughs> to secure the, the infrastructure. Next slide, please. So the challenges following uh, uh, the recovery basically uh, are at, at a very high level, uh, which we're dealing with at the moment. One which I highlighted earlier on is the capacity itself, which requires both skill and also the, the, the change in culture and the change of, of doing things. So I've highlighted that, but uh, quickly to highlight that we are also partnering with our sister SOEs. In this case, uh, Transnet has got capacity. And we're using Transnet to rebuild the rails in in, in KwaZulu Natal and also in the Western Cape because they've got the capacity. Uh, the encroachment remains a problem in 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 Central Line in particular in the Western Cape. That's that's quite quite in in, in your face, and that's what we're dealing with. In Mavovane, it was a lot easier to relocate and move those people. And then the theft and vandalism, uh, uh, we we need to deal with that. We're investing close to a billion rand in security. But it's still not enough uh, because, as I said, if they don't attack us, they attack Transnet. If they don't attack Transnet, they attack ESCOM or all of us. Which requires, uh, I think, the state to look into this more in a collaborated fashion. We also have got issues of the communities uh, of uh, uh, tender hijacking. So where we starting projects, uh, and one one could argue that. Because because of 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 joblessness, people when they see these opportunities, they want also to be involved. But there are times when they do hijack this, and they 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 say you cannot start with these projects unless we are involved in one way or another. But we are proactively engaging these communities to 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 offer them work. Where there's manual labour, we we do negotiate with the with the councillors and the community leaders to allow us to work, but also offer them work, uh, depending on what needs to be done. Whether it's in the security space and hiring uh, local people in those environments where we've got these projects. If it's in the cleaning space, we're doing the same. If it's manual labor that's required for the rail repairs, we're doing the same. Uh, There are areas where we've hired close to 180 people uh, uh, in in the rail space to assist with the manual work. There are areas where we we're now looking at hiring around 200 people in the security space. Uh, we're also learning that we need to 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 the, the closer the the people uh, uh, to to the rail, the, the 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 easier it is to protect that. So so people tend to protect what they are closer to and what they work on. The climate changes, as I said earlier on, we're finding technical prop uh, technical solutions to some of this. Uh, uh, Chair and honourable members, our rail network is old and it was designed and built many months ago. We never anticipated uh, climate changes like we are. We never anticipated other issues that are brought up by the spatial development that 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 we have. If I'm to give you an example, around Umlazi, there's an area called um, Zueletu uh, and people have settled there and that settlement has changed the the structure of the soil so when the when the when the floods came through it wiped the entire uh, soil base straight through onto our rail network which is what we need to deal with going forward so the question is how do we then make sure that technically we then uh, protect the the rail reserve from being flooded uh, like that which would include putting putting in embankments and 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 concrete walls across that it's going to cost us money but it's some of those things that we need to do going forward sourcing of material which is a logistic problem more more especially due to 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 covid we've had to 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 deal with that we're still doing dealing with that as as we speak uh, there 's an impact on, on 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 chips on the digital sites, which impacts our our delivery timelines we 've also had impact on some of the cables but it 's getting a lot easier as we go. We also had impact in terms of sourcing uh, transformers in certain cases from overseas so both logistics and also manufacturing uh, that's, that's being 's that's been done from outside the country have been impacted out, out of that, but we are mitigating we are negotiating and we are accelerating uh, in the part, with the partnership of service providers in the industry. Next slide, please. What do we require to, 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 to carry on and recover the, 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 the network? Four areas, in essence, uh, that, that, that we, ha- we would like to highlight to this committee chair, to you and your honourable members. One is security is a a fundamental in the rebuilding and securing of our assets. Otherwise we rebuild today and put money down and it gets gets taken away tomorrow and and the people and the economy are impacted. So we do need that to be looked into and but not only looked into as a pressure problem, but as a a national problem. I think in as much as uh, cable theft, for instance, is a global problem, South Africa has got to look into this as, as, uh, as an integrated approach than to look it into, say, TransNet has got to solve its own problem, or ESCOM has got to solve its own security problem, and so does PRASA. So we also need to, uh, to, to, to collaborate at that level. And then and the funding thereof as, as well uh, needs to come into the picture. Uh, it's, it's, we're dealing with syndicates in certain cases, we're dealing with huge uh, scrap metals uh, 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 problem that then also suck in our cables and our parts of our infrastructure into into that as part of the commodities next slide please next slide quickly so i can as i, I can conclude in in here the last part uh, honorable members in the chair is is the is the funding so over the last eight or nine years, I think we've operated uh, at a a certain level of subsidy. And we do need to re-look into this because it has affected, and as much as we've got enough of the capital uh, expenditure or capital allocated into our projects, I think we need a balanced approach in terms of the capital versus the the, the operational side, which then affects the likes of of maintenance and the likes of, of, of security as well. It's opened up a hole uh, over time uh, in terms of creditors. So we're exposed on that. More so when you look at the impact that comes from, from the depletion in terms of our patronage, uh, you will see I've highlighted there that uh, our long distance trains have impacted uh, over the last 10 years, depleted from 3 million into 276. And, and that's now moved into the other modes of transport. Our metro rail itself from 646 million down to 147 over the period of 10 years. And that's moved into other modes of transport and and the bus as well. So we do need that to be looked into a balanced approach in terms of funding to look into that. More so when we get into the the strategy that comes from the department of transport, which we're responding to uh, the the road to rail uh, strategy. But not only should we look into, into that in that fashion, but also from an intermodal point of view, also the other modes of transport also assist. We're a fixed type of infrastructure and not flexible to carry in the, in the newer spatial development. And we'll need to partner in the intermodal space. And it does require us to, 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 to consider that and look and lies and collaborate with the other transport authorities. Fair revenue has been depleted as well uh, as a result of the depletion of our patronage as well. So lastly onto this, we, we do need to look into our subsidy formula. Uh, as I said, a balanced form of funding needs to be looked into that, but we are dealing with that. Uh, and that discussion is carrying on between ourselves and the Department of Transport and, and National Treasury. So that, dep- that, that business case is on the table as we speak. We are facing another problem when it comes to long distance, long distance uh, uh, passenger services in that it, it relies much on the transnet infrastructure. We run our, our infrastructure primarily is within the, the, metro, the metro environment. So when the transnet infrastructure is under attack, our services also suffer. So that needs to be looked into. So, so security of the transnet infrastructure means we benefit as well. And when they get attacked, we also get uh, uh, impacted as well. It is part of the reason why you're seeing the, the socialism is not necessarily up and running as the way we would like it to, because that infrastructure is getting attacked all the time. Transnet debt itself, there's an old debt of around 2.4 billion that we owe to Transnet. We're busy uh, discussing with, with, with the Department of Transport and National Treasury on settling that. We've come to a number at the moment of around one point six billion, which I think there are discussions at the moment as we speak around settling that that between ourselves. next slide, please. Security space um I, I'm not going to dwell much except that uh, we 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 need to look into this one billion rand of funding to for the next three years as we recover and the patronage comes back to rail. We're going to need assistance more so in the in the in the in the security space. Yes, we've got money allocated into recovering our infrastructure, but we need an allocation to protect it as well, both from a boots on the ground and also technology wise and the collaboration that's required. Next slide, please. So as a summary, uh, uh, chair and honorable members, we've put a, a, a table in front of you. In terms of what we require, uh, we do need this. And it's a discussion that we're having with National Treasury at the moment. As I said, the business case is sitting in front of of the department to take it on our behalf to National Treasury. Uh, The balance approach that I referred to is required. We've got enough capital, as we speak, allocated for, for recovery. It's allocated for modernization. But the the, the operational part is currently uh, impacted. And all we're asking for is is permission and authority to to transfer this 6.9 billion from capital capital, uh, uh, funding into operational funding. And that will help us alleviate a lot of other operational problems that we're currently having. So Autopex, for instance, need to get out of business rescue. It's sitting in business rescue. So a total of around 1.5 billion is required in the in the autopec space. The failure of autopecs for long distance bus trans, uh, transport uh, means market failure in certain cases. And we've seen some of these routes all of a sudden costing uh, commuters more than double what they used to pay when they were using uh, Autopex cities to, to city and, and Translac. So we do need the existence of Auto and we need to get it out of business rescue. And that there's 1.5 billion that we're asking in that space. On the long outstanding debt, uh, uh, chair and honorable members, uh, we're looking at around 1.7 billion. Uh, it's long, it's old, but we need to settle that so that we can then get into a proper operational sp- uh, uh, spend and also run an, a, a, a proper rationalized business as well. It does require must highlight that we need to reconsider and relook at ourselves in terms of efficiencies. And we're looking into that as we speak. So honorable members and chair, that would be our presentation. I think that was our last slide. Um, I would wait for questions of clarity to you. Thank you, Chair. Uh,
1: thank you, thank you. Uh for taking us through the the uh, presentation uh, on the work uh, that you are doing on uh, on your uh, <clears throat> on your three p- three three pillars uh, uh, mainly around 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 uh, the modernization program, uh, rehabilitation, and also funding required. Uh, I will now open the floor uh, to uh, honorable members to to engage with the presentation. Uh, I've noted the uh, honorable uh, download. Uh, team, right I've noted the honorable team, but I've noted the honorable.
0: I just wanted to know uh, if I can stop sharing, but I did.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, okay. And then, uh,
0: sorry,
1: I uh, by okay, uh, in
2: that, uh, uh, yes, chairperson. Chairperson, there are three lines in Gauteng that carries millions of people that's the Naderi Jobuk line, the line that runs from Cliptown through to Naderi or to. Fine town onto the park station, and then the Rankintain Springs line. Can I get some indication as to exactly? I mean, he spoke about the Naledi Joburg line, when all three of these lines will come back? Because we're talking about more than two and a half million people without cheap, efficient transport in this area. Thank you,
1: Chairperson.
4: Thank you, Chairperson, uh, Chairperson, yeah, I think the first thing I'd like to just say is to thank you to Mr. Imperlo for his presentation. I, I get the sense that he is frustrated with the situation at Prasa and would like to have it turned around, and we certainly support him in those efforts. Um, the reality, Chair, is that... A massive amount of our, um, yeah, our compatriots in this country. So, Chief, my, my, my apology,
1: uh, Honorable Pratiseth. Uh, uh, Anna Marie seems to be a challenge uh, on mooting. Can you move your, your gadget over to you,
4: uh, Honorable uh, Pratiseth? Thank you. Yeah. Look, the the, 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 situa- the reality is is that in South Africa, the cheapest form of transport is is rail. And we are currently cutting off a massive section, as Honourable Dangle mentioned, of our, of our communities from, um, from their workplaces, from shopping uh, environments, from any commercial activities. And we all know transport equals mobility and mobility equals freedom. And so this is a, the most pressing thing that we have to deal with. And Chair, before I get into my questions, I just want to say that I think it's important that we have a regular, and this will have to come to you, Chair, a regular engagement with PROS, Um, that we don't see them in a year's time, but maybe we see them on a quarterly basis to get updates on all these plans that they are, that they've rolled out, uh, or that they've presented to us this morning. Um, I, I, really, I really would like to urge that this committee places uh, you know, places uh, Proser at the centre of our focus. And we really, really focus on, on working with Proser, but that we 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 engage them regularly. Let me get into my questions, um, Chairperson. I'm sorry, I do have quite a few of them, but I'll try to go through them as quickly as I possibly can. Um, on slide 10, and I'm just opening up the my, my my slides here, so I can just go through. On slide 10, this now relates to refurbishments. Uh, Mr. Impel, I'm very concerned that um, under the notes on slide 10, if you can go there, it says that five contractors were appointed to, to uh, do this work, but four of the five contractors appointed on new entrance, which will be re- required to be developed. I'm very, very concerned that we have... New entrants into the refurbishment market, and that we could have a situation, let's say in a year's time, where you report to us that these new entrants uh, didn't have the skills and the know-how how to do the refurbishments, and as a result, we've lost more money. So the question is, is why on earth have we gone for four new entrants into the market that and then your own notes say which will require to be developed? I mean, are we are we awarding tenders and then allowing people onto, onto sites that need to be taught how to do the job? I mean, for me, it's absolutely nonsensical. You, you skimmed over it very quickly in your presentation, but I really would like to dig into that. And then um, you, you referred to um, the, the training, the, the last note is, each contractor will be required to train at least 20 youth per year. And I fully support that. I believe that there should be a corporate social responsibility with every every tender we award in South Africa. But my question is, is that a lot of a lot of contractors then regard that as a tick box exercise. And I would like to see from yourselves or your response to what, what sort of training will they receive? And who will evaluate that training? So that we we give a, a contractor a job to train at least 20 youth per year. I think it could be more. But at the end of the day, that person's got to come up with something that's worth something so that they can go and find another job somewhere else. Um, So they have to come up with some sort of certificate, some sort of a qualification that's approved by SACWA um, and so that these young people that are being being trained can actually use that training. And uh, not only put it down as experience, but actually can use the training. So, if I can just get a response on that, then on, on a, in a similar vein on on there on slide twelve, new there is a whole list of bursaries, transfer of technology, internships, um, community artisans. The same thing. The same question. Um, I'd like to know what sort of SACWA qualifications these. These folks walk away with after the engagement with Gabela. Um That's very, very important that we actually are training, and it's not just. I'm just chair. I'm very concerned about tick box exercises. Um, you can say yes, we've trained twenty people. We need to be able to, as as Parliament, say right. Well, tell us, maybe not the names, but tell us, right, trainee one was trained in this, and they have this qualification need to go to that level of detail, Chair, to make sure that these things are not tick box exercise, but actually having an impact. Um, then on slide 15, we have um, control systems. Uh, there's a control system in uh, point number four, counting and Western Cape Proso rail control systems. Point number five, national electronic authorization systems that we know has got a major problem. And then we've got national GSM operational portable radio handheld, and all of those advertisements on hold. Can we please just get, if this this is so urgent and we try to move as fast as we can to get the lines up and running, why are those three items on hold? If we can get an answer on that. Then slide 27, if I can just skim through to that. Uh, Just get there. So now slide 27, security. The, it, it's, it's noted there that under um, the, the second point, which is security open system, um, one of the mitigations is warding of rail boundaries and technology. And it says long-term there. I'm sure the committee would like to know what long-term means. I hate that sort of thing. And tell us long-term, tell us three months, six months, 12 months, long-term is, is it's a, how long is a piece of string? And that's really not, not satisfactory. We need to have a time period on that so that we can hold Prosser to account. Prosser needs to come back in three months' time and tell us how, how far they're on on walling of rail boundaries, for instance. And then the other point on that is, has Prosser looked into drone, drone technology? To, to um, It's impossible to have a, a, a security guard at every single point along a railway line. But it is certainly possible to have um, industrial-sized drones operated, frankly, by young people who are gamers, and I'm sure Uh, uh, Mr. Impelo is young enough to know what I'm talking about, Um, that do this all day long in their spare time, (laughs) Um, who can operate drones that can fly up and down the lines and pick up instances of vandalism, pick up instances of theft, arson, et cetera, et cetera, and then can direct, they can take video footage of it, they can take video footage of, of the perpetrators to the point where they can be identified. All that tech is available. It's all there. And then they can also deploy security forces to those hotspots to go and intervene immediately. I really think that, so the question is to process, have they considered drone technology? And how we can possibly use it to monitor our railway corridors. Um, and then, obviously, how long is this walling gonna take? Um, then, slide 28, the next slide, speaks to a um, solution to funding. Okay, it's obvious that, that, that passenger rails, have goes, it, passenger fees have gone down because the passenger lines simply are not working. Um, so, the question we need today is what is the solution? Um, It's just basically saying that we need money, but there's no issue as to, you know, there's no solution presented as to where that subsidy is going to come from. And that takes me to a point of, which comes up in the slide 35, is, are we considering two things? First of all, public private sector partnerships, where we bring in people that are Experts in rail, and actually work with governments to 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 improve the situation, and that those those private sector uh, the com- companies can source their own funding and work with governments and their funding is is that being considered as a possibility, and then secondly, decentralising to provinces, where provinces can also enter into public private uh, sector. Arrangements to run their own lines, and and on top of that, like we've done in the Western Cape, where, where the city of or city of Cape Town is, is appointed a whole legion of you know transport or sort of railway security officers who actually are majorly involved in 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 monitoring lines and corridors. Uh, what, what sort of thought has gone into that sort of? a uh, private-public partnership um, in there. And, um, and then just another little question I have is that something I picked up in my own oversight during COVID is that in certain KZN lines, and I'm quite sure it's across the country, the aluminium conductors had been stolen. You could drive literally, chair for kilometres and kilometres and kilometres along a line, and you just saw all the all, all the aluminium conductors had been removed, and uh, the cables were just hanging. Where, where are we on in terms of in terms of getting that sort of thing sorted out? Okay. Thank you, Chair. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank, thank, thank you,
1: Honorable Team, uh, Honorable high.
3: Thank you very much, uh, Chair, <laughs> in front of me. Um, I thought it was going to be honorable happy. I don't see it.
1: Oh, my apology, my <laughs> apology, my apology. Yes, That's yes. what I was, I was expecting a... as well.
0: Honorable, I the floor is yours. My humble and sincere apology. Thank, thank you, thank uh, you. Thank you, honorable Chair. Now, uh, Chair, mine is very short. You know, I'm a bit concerned about the uh, the Eastern Cape. Uh, it looks like uh, Prasa does not have any plan for Eastern Cape because when uh, the presentation was made here, yeah, we were told of uh, we are working on that, we will work on that. There is no clear plan. You know, in Eastern Cape, we're struggling in terms of transport. It's one of the provinces where you struggle a lot in terms of transport and uh, public transport. Uh, and you would find out that... Uh, most of our roads become a mess because so many trucks track, uh, had to drive on the main roads because there is no alternative for them. So, if you don't have uh, rail around, then it means uh, you're going to keep on experiencing such problems. Now, what I want uh, from PRASA is, is time frames. You know, they have to give us a clear, clear plan. With time frames, what is it that they are going to do in Eastern Cape? We can't just be told, uh, we are working on that, we are working on that. We don't know when, will that, uh, how. Uh, at least there must be a clear plan so that we could understand, as, as they mentioned, what they are doing in Gauteng, what they are doing in other provinces. Eastern Cape must be treated equally so. Thank you very much, President.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Honorable
0: Plainy.
1: Honorable Thank you, uh, uh,
3: Honorable Chair. Uh, uh, good morning to everyone. And also thank uh, Prasa for the presentation. Um, firstly, Chair, I want to maybe uh, that the uh, committee secretary must please make sure that uh, at least uh, by Friday, uh, because uh, we have uh, these meetings on Wednesday, At least by Friday, we must have uh, the presentations from department and entities. Mm -hmm. I tried my best to go through the presentation after our plenary session uh, yesterday. And when I checked the time that we received the report, this presentation, it was after 10. And at that time, we were uh, in a meeting, uh, another sister's committee meeting. And immediately after that, we had a plenary uh, session. And I was able to only uh, read uh, or go through the presentation uh, last night. Uh, so I tried my best. But I also see that uh, the the presentation, uh, the slides are not, uh, uh, most some of them are not the same as the one that we're having. And I want to make a request that uh, the one that uh, the acting CEO was uh, uh, presenting should also be shared because uh, there are slides that we don't have. Uh, even when the uh, Honorable uh, Protestant was calling out uh, uh, slight uh, numbers, that uh, page uh, uh, number was not the same as um, uh, uh, so those that uh, the Acting CEO has. Uh, I think the issue of the uh, Acting CEO will raise it maybe when we meet with the Minister because uh, uh, some of these we we'll read them in the papers and uh, we don't know what is happening. I don't want to raise it now, uh, but we'll raise it when the minister, deputy minister, is present. Um, because there's always been problems of governance in Prasa, but the, and then we're happy when there was a CEO, but all of a sudden in written in the papers that day. The CEO has been suspended and there has not been any briefing uh, to the committee. But I agree also with the Honorable Proctor that uh, we should uh, have a trust as our central focus. I remember Jay, we were once discussed in the Joint uh, Management Committee meeting uh, around that particular issue. Uh, before COVID, we were even seeing some of our meetings. We could uh, have them um, in the form of uh, oversight and also meeting, especially uh, around uh, uh, Cape Town. Uh, but, but I want to further uh, formalize it that uh, perhaps we could still have those meetings uh, 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 in Cape Town, in Gauteng, uh, in Deben. Uh, so that uh, all these things that uh, are being reported, we can also uh, be witnesses to to those things. Uh, And perhaps the PRASA may uh, uh, provide us with with boardrooms uh, maybe to discuss other issues of the committee as well. Uh, But I, I think also, Chair, perhaps when we write to PRASA, Uh, invite Parasa to our committee meetings we we should also indicate uh, perhaps the issues uh, that uh, we raised in previous meetings uh, so that they first respond to those issues because it's frustrating to uh, raise issues over and over but when you we we invite uh, Parasa to come here they don't say anything about the issues that we raised previously the, the issue that Honorable Pliny is raising, we've raised it a number of times that there are nine provinces in, in South Africa. If you go to the minutes, particularly those of PMG, this issue was raised in the meeting when the last time Brassa Br- 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 was here was uh, on the 8th of uh, September 2021. We raised quite a number of issues there including the the issue uh, of marginalizing uh, other provinces. Um, It raises issues of uh, problems of signaling the line uh, between East London and and Berlin, the the vandalized stations uh, in in that line. Um, We we raise quite a number of uh, issues uh, but uh, we, there, there's no response now with regard to those challenges. And sometimes, uh, for example, now I know that the, 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 the contract that uh, the acting always say has been canceled. Um, the, 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 the train that uh, uh, is referring to has now been, uh, one of them has been sent to, uh, to, to, to to Iceland uh,
2: and
3: uh, there's a trial uh, uh, for 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 Iceland and area but all the new ones are now going to uh, uh, have then debon uh, and the uh, 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 western king so so um other provinces are just treated like second citizens. So that, that that's one of the problems. But the second issue, Chair, I want to, to raise is that perhaps you should consider uh, having all the other relevant people that have been mentioned, departments and entities that have been mentioned, to address some of the problems that uh, are being raised. For example, the issue of Nyanga, it, it was raised in September. Um, surprise that it has not yet been uh, resolved. Uh, at the time, Prasa uh, was saying that uh, especially the board chair himself was saying that uh, there was a meeting that was being arranged between him and the and the then uh, Mayor uh, mayor Platt uh, at the time um, on this particular issue of uh, settlement, informal settlement on the, on the so not Nyanga, sorry, Langa uh, Langa line. Uh, but now the there's a condition that uh, uh, the target is December uh, to, to fix the problem, but uh, the condition is that uh, it's an issue of resettlement. Uh, if then there's no resettlement, then I mean the target of of December won't be met. So I want to suggest before the, the, the December deadline uh, that uh, a meeting between the relevant uh, uh, parties are uh, uh, convened. Uh, Is convened uh, between uh, Brasa, the the Department uh, of Transport, the Department of Human Settlement, and HDA, as mentioned, the uh, the city of uh, uh, Cape Town, so that this matter is also addressed once and for all. Uh, But also a similar meeting uh, uh, with uh, the Minister of uh, Transport and Minister of uh, uh, public enterprises, uh, because the uh, process is also uh, raising challenges with, the, particularly with the lines uh, of uh, that are owned by uh, uh, Transnet. Uh, I'm, I'm suggesting that uh, uh, another meeting could be arranged to to address this, because this is one government. So I don't understand why there should be challenges uh, from outside. You would think that perhaps there's a tension between. Uh, the two departments or two ministries. So those are things that uh, uh, need uh, uh, to, be, to be addressed. Um, <clears throat> on the issue of uh, security, I, I think for me, it, it should be the priority because even if you do all these other things, if uh, uh, the issue of uh, security is not addressed, there is no guarantee that uh, uh, those, for example, the, the coaches that are being refurbished, because uh, some of them were were caught fire in the yard uh, of Prasa. Uh, that means there was no security. Uh, I think the other thing that, I mean, I don't know how many times the uh, 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 Honorable Brothers uh, has raised uh, uh, the issue of uh, the drones. Every meeting, when we met uh, with the department, when the DG was still uh, uh, Dr. Alec uh, Mouer, who's now in the public uh, works and infrastructure. That issue has been consistently raising it. Uh, so it's one of the issues that uh, uh, when you raise something, it's not noted, we uh, don't get the feedback with regard to what you've raised, whether it is a possible, it's, it would be better if you, you come back and say, what you raised last time is not uh, practicable rather than just ignore uh, the, 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 the the advices that we give or the comments that we make. Uh, suppose I, I don't know how many times, even with the questions to the minister, uh, he will raise this issue. He's been raising it quite a number. We've also been also assisting in raising this issue. Uh, but uh, there's no response whether it is possible or not possible so that we don't continue to raise something that is not possible. Uh, but also I would like to have a, to get an update here with regard to also around the issue of security because the last time we there was a report that there would be 3,000, 3100 uh, 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 protection uh, officials uh, uh, how far is the department gone with regard to the implementation of, uh, of such uh agree with him with regard to the issues of uh, the skills uh, the the develop, uh, uh, development program um the whether but also the, the issue of placement uh, it's one thing to 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 give skills to people but it's another thing uh, to to ensure that they get uh, placed uh, so that those youth those uh skills are used adequately but I also agree with him on the issue of the appointed uh, contractors, that out of uh, uh, five, uh, four uh, will still be developed. Uh, yet you still expect those uh, four contractors uh, to also uh, uh, train the 20 uh, 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 youth within the, the, the contract. Uh, but also I just want to also find out uh, that we. Within this 7.5 billion, uh, whether the 2,000 uh, in terms of jobs uh, is it going to come out of uh, the 7.5 uh, billion or is it outside the 7.5 billion? Is it the 7.5 only for the refurbishment? Uh, so there the will uh, there will be another uh, 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 money for uh, paying the 2,000 workers and the training of uh, the youth, if I get clarity uh, also with regard to that. But also if you can just break down that uh, 7.5, cause this one is for over a period of five years, just break it down to one year. And also what does it mean in terms of a, a coach, how a much would the coach uh, cost uh, to, to refurbish it? Uh, to just bring a big um, uh, figure, but also over a longer period. Uh, It's going to confuse us. uh, Just give us a a, a yearly uh, how much that seven point uh, five billion. Uh, Also, how much do you do you uh, uh, refurbish uh, one coach? Um, But also, perhaps related to this development of. uh, uh, the new entrants will be responsible for developing them, and how much will be paid for uh, the people that will be then uh, responsible for for developing the uh, the new entrants. Um, yeah, basically those are the uh, issues. Uh, uh, but uh, we do note uh, the 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 progress. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's not that everything uh, we do know the progress that uh, has been made uh, since uh, the last time the browser was here uh, uh, the corridors and also the the presidential uh, uh, project we do see the, the progress in terms of uh, uh, the report uh, that is uh, uh, before us uh, was, uh, thank you very
0: much
1: Thank you, thank you, uh, for 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 those questions uh, uh as, as, as raised by the as raised to the to 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 the team. Uh, uh, maybe just just uh, uh, one to two questions from my side, Chair. Uh, the What is the effectiveness and the efficiency of uh, of the of the 596 marshals that were appointed? Uh, I guess um, Amaral Chaya has indicated there was a target of uh, 3,100, but uh, the last time when we engaged. We informed about the 596 that were appointed, uh, but also the uh, the retired the retired. uh, 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 it was a retired that was appointed, uh, but also the the uh, relationship uh, that subs. uh, is heading with 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 praza with, with because we were informed that in terms of the the uh, security tender uh there was a close collaboration between between the two so we just wanted to 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 track progress around uh, those interventions because uh, clearly from the presentation the security remains an issue uh and uh therefore one would want to, to test the the uh, uh, measures that we have put in place in the past that were raised to us uh, not only not only uh, uh, when 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 the uh, the plan was presented uh, because uh, one thing that has been quite clear. Uh, right at the beginning when integrated plaza has been the the such a, a, a sto- uh, uh, story uh, which they characterized I think at some point as a as a, as a business uh, a business problem and uh, and are uh, well, informed about the measures that will be put in place to sort of restore. Uh, the, the business uh, to, to order and uh, uh, correctly so uh, uh, we we're even informed about uh, uh, the technological improvement that will be uh, in issues in the security apparatus in terms of uh, drones uh, that were presented to us. Maybe just to get a sense as to uh, in, in terms of some of those aspects, is there, is there, is there a case to suggest there is progress? uh like this honorable highest indicated we are mindful of the of, of, of the progress that has been made but i think it is important that uh, uh the security because it remains, it remains a concern uh, what, what what is it that has to be done to urgently ensure that this situation is, 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 is the but just the last point uh we informed last time that uh, the issue of the late africa appointment was will be taken on review. How far is that matter? Has it been uh, resolved? Uh, other than that, uh, let me give over to the to the chair and also chair. the CEO.
3: Yes. Chair? Just before that, uh, can, can we just get um, an indication from uh, the CEO? Because currently chair, in East London, the, there's no train service and that has been happening for months now. The service there were stopped uh, and uh, still today uh, people are, can't get uh, a service there was a service between east London and berlin uh, but uh, as we speak now there's no service can if we can also get an update uh, with regards to when is the service going to resume uh, in East London? like
1: thank you sorry for uh, that no that thanks sir. i think we 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 will definitely give over to the i think ceo But, of course, we are also mindful of, uh, I think, is the the last two bullet points uh, that uh, that the agency has presented. uh, The funding required, uh, uh, and those bullet points that we are raising uh, definitely are areas that uh, would uh, expect uh, uh, to be raised when we engage with the with the with the leadership of the transport department, uh, uh, I think these this bullet points are quite important uh, under funding because when you look at the, at, the at, at, at that regress that is captured under the slide that talks to uh, operational subsidies, uh, the number of passengers that 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 that, that has been lost. With, between 2008 and 2019-20. I mean, these numbers clearly must be recovered uh, both in terms of the metro rail paying passengers and the P.S. passengers. uh, uh, That's between uh, uh, 2008 and 2019-20. 3 million decline of passengers. I think uh, uh, it's, 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 it's a picture that, that that says to us that uh uh that those that were targeted to to be the recipient of this uh uh public transport uh to a larger degree because of the 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 the, the, the uh, nature of the challenges and problems that are presented uh are no longer the, the beneficiary so it's a matter that we need to to attend to a senator of agency. Thank you. Over to you, Chair, uh, you and Mr. Uh-huh.
5: Thank you, Chair. I don't know if my chair wants to go first, so I can I can then address the questions. Um, yeah.
1: the, the answer I said, uh, the chair. Uh,
2: well, thank you very
1: much, uh, honorable chairperson.
2: Uh, well, I thought that I was going to go last, but let me go first.
1: No, no, no. The ball is in your court. Uh, you can decide to give over to the the CEO, and then you you then wrap up and also give us a, uh, your uh, last remarks. Okay. Yeah, the, so then yeah. I think that the uh, group CEO can go first. Thank you, thank you, Mr.
5: Thank, thank you uh, to, to, to my leader and thank you to the chair of the committee. Let me start from the bottom up. Um, the, the issue of security on its own, we have made remarkable strides within security. Um, it's a presentation on its own in terms of the impact it has made. As I highlighted as an example, Chair, Mabopane is an example where we've deployed security and not a single incident in that environment from, from an asset theft or vandalism has been experienced since we opened and launched Mabopane. But let me get into some of the things that we have done to date in that environment. I think uh, one of the things that I'll need to do is acknowledge the fact that we've not had an update since we... We last presented to the committee, and therefore it's left a gap in terms of how far we are and how far we've gone. But the security scenario in my my presentation to another select committee was that at peak, we had around 10,000 boots on the ground. That's combined in-source and outsourced. When we canceled the contract somewhere in 2019, we depleted that capacity to 2,000. We quickly had to ramp up by adding the 3,100, that's much spoken about. And the question is how far have we gone since we came into this committee around that 3,100? Chair, I'm happy to to announce to this committee that we we employed all 3,100 which then took our our internal capacity to around 2,000, not 2,000, for 5,050. But I also want to highlight that we've had COVID impacts and and other uh, things that impacted that number. We're currently sitting with the insourced capacity of 4,922. Effectivity, I've highlighted already as an example, we're covering Mabobani, Properly, we're covering the Jemisten, uh, uh line properly. We're now in phase two, where we 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 bringing in the private sector as a force multiplier. So we are we've got a hybrid model. We've got in-sourced that's just close to five thousand. We're bringing in private companies to cover the rest of the gap and also maximize on that experience of the private sector what does that mean in terms of other facets of security we have seen in mabopane for instance the capacity of technology and the and the, the benefits of thereof being used so drones as we speak the companies that have been allocated the work within the mabopane line are using drones as we speak so We're not talking whether it's a possibility or not a possibility. We are using that to date. It's something that we also need then to look into building that capacity internally in the the insourced part. But the private companies that we've contracted are using those technologies and we get videos all the time around what they're seeing, what they've seen. We're also using them in certain areas to clear our rail reserves as part of that contract and it's, it's, it's then given us clarity and visibility in terms of what then happens around our rail reserves. So that has happened. I think last time when we presented in front of this committee chair, we were talking about e-guarding and technologies. That was the strategy, but when we reviewed that strategy we had what we referred to as the integrated security plan. Part of phase one of that was to get boots on the ground and the ability to dispatch response to whatever the technology is gonna pick up. Because when we looked at it logically, it wouldn't have worked if we had deployed technology first and whatever technology was gonna pick up, there was no one to respond or to dispatch to go and resolve the issue. So we've taken boots on the ground first, now we're infusing technology into that. We're now at a point where we've we've put a specification together in terms of what is currently required from a technology point, both cameras, e guarding, body cameras themselves, and the drones. So we're bringing that into the picture as part of our security. Are we stabilizing security? If I had the time to present the graphs and statistics in terms of how far we've gone, I would, I would be able to demonstrate to you out of the simple graphs that the, the number of incidents have gone down across all categories, including arrests, including convictions as well. So there, those numbers are there. I therefore, Chair, I think through the request that came from Honorable High on the oversight, to say maybe as part of that oversight, we then be given an opportunity to present on the security and how far we've gone on to that and the impact thereof, including the statistics, because it's one area where we've been able to arrest a decline. It is not where we want it to be, and it's running in phases, following how much resources in terms of money is coming. As I highlighted, the operational expenditure component is required in a balanced form to fund this component. So I just wanted to dwell a little bit in terms of the security, how far we are, vis-a-vis where we were the last time we presented to the committee. Honorable Chair, you've also highlighted the concern on patronage. And it is our concern as well, because it impacts on the revenue that we so much require to run the operation itself not only on the capital side. So what are we doing what we see as a recovery of that patronage? One, we're begging on the road to rail strategy, and we need to respond to that as an implementation arm of the Department of Transport. Part of which is, firstly, we recover the corridors where there's high usage of the rail. And the reason why, it's 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 actually exactly the reason why we've chosen the top 10 priority corridors because this, this is where the masses of our people initially are we then need to look at predictability versus reliability which is then talks about the the automation and the signaling the more the frequency of the trains the more the, the timetable is predicted the more we'll encourage the the, the patronage back into the rail environment and it is exactly the reason why we're investing this much money on the signaling and the communications thereof. So the quicker we recover these top 10 corridors, the quicker we'll get the, the, the masses and majority of the users of, our, of, of the trains and our people and of those communities back into rail. So we want to, and we are going to recover these top 10 corridors in this year so that we can then take back the masses of our people. The one last component onto that, on the corridor recovery, is making sure that where our communities access the trains, the, the bigger stations in the in these areas are repaired as well, because access to the rail becomes, becomes important as well. So we are focusing on that. So in each of the corridor recovery plans, it covers all the pillars. One is the rail itself, two, the electrical components, Uh, the substation component, and lastly the stations themselves. So we need to focus on the stations as a form of access into the rail. As you know, I think it's been out there that our stations in majority of our corridors have been taken out and we're busy revitalizing that as part of our corridor recovery uh, plan. We've also gone as far as arming and bringing armed responses into our security check. We've included bulletproof vests, the tools. We're now in the, in, in the process of finalizing uh, armaments so that we can then respond to this heavy artillery type attacks that we see in the, in the system. So we are responding quite well in the security, but again, I'm taking the offer from Honorable High, I think in the last oversight of other committees that we've seen, it becomes such a pleasure to get the support and also to be able to demonstrate that one, the kind of challenges that we, that we see, and two, the impact of the intervention and also demonstrate the progress we've made. So um, I'm, I'm excited that the committee wants to do an oversight and maybe it's opportune as we go through this, the recovery of the next corridors for the committee to come through, so we can then demonstrate how far we are for that appreciation of both the challenges and the amount of work that we've done in the system. So Che, that's coming from bottom up, covering your part. Honorable High, I, I I I must apologize on the delays of the presentation number one and two. I think we changed the the, the, the pages, we swapped some of the slides and we put them others first and let me apologize on that one in terms of the issues which were raised previously um, i've taken that and i'm acknowledging that in the next meeting is, is firstly we will have to deal with those and if need be uh chair through you uh, maybe write back to the committee and then supply the information that was not covered in this presentation. And I'd like to do that. I will go back with the team and look at the kind of things that were raised previously, write back and submit through the department on the issues that we've not covered today in this presentation. The issue of Eastern Cape, Chair. Uh, just to highlight the change, the challenge that we had initially, and why we stopped the train since since then and for so long, the debt that we had uh, uh, with Transnet got us to a point where they could not even uh, carry on with that, and they ended up pulling the locos that we were using in that environment, the diesel locos we were using in that environment. It left us with with a gap there. What have we done to date in that environment? We have now since sent locos that we've pulled out of of other environments and also contracted down to the Eastern Cape. As we speak, Chair and honorable members, the plan is to relaunch the diesel traction service in the Eastern Cape by tomorrow. It's one of those that I did not say as part of the presentation. So we are relaunching the diesel traction both in East London and and Klebecha or or PE area uh, tomorrow as we speak. So we are running those trials and we'll be reintroducing that. And as far as the new rolling uh, stock is concerned, in the other areas, we're currently running the 3kV electrical network. Eastern Cape runs a 25kV network from a transnet point of view. One of the things that we're considering is to produce fewer units within the Givela plant for that environment because it's got 25 kV and I don't think Transnet is, has got plans to change the 25 kV to 3 kV so that's what the one option that we have the other option is to create a customized uh, uh, sets few sets which have got their own they carry their own what we call power cars so they can run in that environment so we don't want to leave Eastern Cape out of the benefit of the new rolling stock at all so it is in the plan we have once run a I think a trial train uh, that that was currently that was in the system basically che in that environment to see how else we service that environment. The partnership with Transnet is critical. I cannot overemphasize the improvement we have seen in my interaction with CEO Poshia Darby to, to get closer so that we can service the environment and service both passenger and freight accordingly. So we are a lot more closer to each other and resolving each other's problems and supporting each other in there for the benefit of both freight and passenger. So we're working, all, we're working closely. Honorable High, you've also raised the collaboration between departments, more so when it comes to the central line. I want to highlight this without speaking on behalf of the ministry and the minister himself. He's taken ownership of this and he he has coordinated a number of meetings that pulled Department of of Human Settlements, Public Works, he's pulled in the MEC of Transport in the province, he's pulled in the mayor and the deputy mayor and the officials to a point where in the, I think in the last six Six or so weeks, we've had two engagements with the communities down in the Philippine and Kailicha area already addressing their issues around resettlements. So we are collaborating, led at the moment. The relocation itself, I think the implementation protocol for the resettlement has been signed, it's been project managed by HDA. The department has funded that project management. And human settlement has taken ownership in terms of acquiring the land for that. And the city is coming in in terms of the preparation of the land for resettlement. So we've got that coordination carrying on. And it's one thing that I know that both the department from the acting DG point of view and the ministry are looking at this so that we can then get the trains back running in central line. The last presentation that we were called in between uh, ourselves and Transnet through DPE and National Department of Transport. We were presenting together on the road to rail strategy and what we're doing in, the, in both networks and how we work together a lot closer. I'm saying this to demonstrate the fact that we're working a lot closer and we have presented before in another committee showing how we're working together to achieve the road to rail back. So we are working a lot closer. Honorable Khai, the question on the 7.5 billion over five years, uh, just to give a high level summary, at a high level, the spend is around 1.5 billion a year. Looking at refurbishing around 400 units per annum, we're estimating that a coach should cost between 3 to 4 million, but it depends on the status of that coach so due diligence because they are not damaged or affected the same others are a lot more others a lot less but at an average it's around three to four million per per coach the jobs we're referring to are primarily indirect we are not going to hire such people we've got service providers that we've given all this work to and we are estimating that The the job creation across all this will be 2,000. But just to dive a little bit on the setup and the configuration of the contract itself. When we went out to the market, we wanted 10 service providers spread across all the provinces. The rigorous process that we have run uh, ended up with five. We are busy reassessing on whether the five will be able to carry and accelerate the revamp of this, this, this work that needs to be done over five years. I think at a high level, led and directed by the board, is to go and consider on whether we can issue a supplementary uh, 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 market approach to beef up and deliver on this 7.5 billion, which will then see us maybe, uh, and, and I wanna commit on this up until we've done the work, more, more than this 2,000 that we're seeing. When we say it's new entrants in there, it's people that were not in the contract before, but they were elsewhere in the, in the industry. They could have been working with Transnet or in the mining industry in that. So they're not necessarily in the rail industry, new entrants, but in as far as the contract itself with Prasa, they were not there before, but they are rail players. We, and we see them ramping up and being developed in terms of how we work together, because they have not worked out with us directly. So in essence, there are three uh, basically parties where this rail industry uh, service providers work with. It's the mining uh, industry, it's the how train space, it's Prasa, and it's then Transnet. And they've been working somewhere in there. So when we say new entrants, we're talking about the old contract versus the new contract. So in summary, that's what it is on that uh, general overhaul uh, uh, tender. Um, Honorable Brown uh, said uh, the quarterly engagement vis-a-vis oversight uh, and the focus on PRASA, I welcome that because again, it it gives us an opportunity to come back to the committee to demonstrate the challenges and also demonstrate the progress we're making. In, in, in certain cases, we've also seen the advice coming from, from, from members of, of the committee, which are more than welcome. And I think we'd like to maximize on that. I've, I've spoken around the four entrance vessels out of the five and what it means, and the fact that we, we're going to go into a supplementary based on the, the work that we, that's underway at the moment. Youth training and the SACWA qualification, it's information, uh, Honourable Chair, that the detail of which without trying to do that and maximise it on here, I'd like to provide to the committee and if through you, Chair, I ask that we respond to you in writing and also at a date that we'll have uh, communicated and agreed on when you do your oversight, we then present that and the impact thereof. There's a lot of detail in the, more especially within the slide that talks about Givela, with all categories on what type of engineers, how many of them, what level of qualifications and where they've been absorbed, whether they've been absorbed within ourselves or the Givella themselves or elsewhere in the industry. And we'd like to present that and demonstrate that. But Chair, may I request to you that we, we put that in writing and demonstrate exactly what that information, the detail of which uh, we, we have. Walling uh, uh, component, why we say long-term. When we initially uh, got into the design and it, I think we had looked primarily on Mabopane and Central Line, the sizing thereof came up with a 7.2 billion number. We had to look into this and say, if, we only, if we're spending $7.2 billion only on two corridors, is it the right thing to do in two years or should we then go and cover the rest of the other hotspots? And the strategy right now is to go and look at the problematic areas. Money versus the time and also the, the response, because these are, these are long projects. We've now taken a phased approach In Central Line, we've identified the hotspots, and that's where we are going to deploy. In Gauteng, we've already started. So work package one, two, three, including the important buildings, the important stations, the hotspots, and where majority of our assets are sitting, those projects have been triggered already. So it's a phased approach. Again, we're looking at the money in terms of what's been allocated and the availability thereof, and then we put that in the different phases. So we're not saying long term just to step back Honourable Robo said. We are looking at that vis-a-vis the the resource, the amount of resource that we have, considering we also need to spread that capital expenditure into modernization, also the recovery of of the corridors as well. Drone technology and the e guarding technologies I've spoken to, but I must also add to say the walling itself is integrated with the technology. So we're running fiber onto that so that we can then have high speed and, and a high resolution cameras that will be part of that. Plus the sensors onto the walls that will sense any destruction and disturbances onto the wall or trials and attempts to access the network. The funding component, I think I may have missed an opportunity to to, 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 to put it properly in there. We're not in in the request that we've put out, we're not asking for, for necessarily more money. We've got, we're asking for a balance. We've got capital as allocated to date to specific projects. What we're asking for in the shortage of our operational expenditure is to transfer some of that into operations so that we can then manage some of these challenges that we have. PPPs and decentralizing to provinces. I think that's been addressed in the white paper. I wouldn't want to speak on behalf of the department on that, uh, but it's the concessioning is in there in the white paper which will then expand into some of the areas that we ourselves have not reached into in other provinces. For instance, uh, an example of concessioning uh, 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 Tabanchu to to Bloomfontein has been been put on the ground. It's out in the Free State area. So those have been made provision for in the the current rail policy. And I think they need to be dealt with within the, including the devolution strategy. And I wouldn't want to speak on, that, on behalf of the department on that one. The scrap and aluminum attack that we have, it's commodity at the moment. And that's, that's part of the problem. We've seen Kenya, for instance, uh, responding to this by banning uh, scrap dealings. I know DTI is looking into this uh, and the outcome of which is gonna come back, but we do need that to be considered because it it, it does affect us. But copper at the moment is one of those commodities that's been sought after and it affects our contact wires in particular. There's work of syndicates, Let's let's not ignore that. There are portions in the network where you find the cable has been cut, but it's not been taken away which tells a different story. It's not stolen, but it's been cut just to disable the service. And those are the type of challenges that we're dealing with from a security point of view. But we are responding to that, as I said, within the integrated security security plan. Eastern Cape, in terms of clear plan, uh, Honorable Apleni, I think I've highlighted that as I responded to, to Honorable Khai, there is a plan. There are options that we've got on the table. There is a current response from an interim point of view. There are discussions that are carrying on with Transnet on how best we cater for both freight and 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 and, and, and commuter. But at the moment, the emphasis on giving priority to to the commuter vis-à-vis freight is what we are applying, and we in our. Uh, our engagements, we call it an interface uh, agreement. We've put that on the table when we need to monitor that continuously. So we do have a clear plan in as far as that is concerned. Where we don't have something to put on the table at the moment is a blue and gray train that's been customized exactly for the Eastern Cape. But are we gonna have that in the future? Yes, there is a plan to have that in the future. Honorable Tango, you are right uh, in in terms of other lines that need to come in and the branch lines that need to come in but as i said we looked at the where are, the majority and the bigger masses are coming from from a from a corridor and the and the bigger corridor point of view started with that first interfaced approach as we speak the midway uh, jobet to midway line towards towards ferinaheng it's not in plan for for the next half of 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 the year so we're going to go out to the market accelerate that we will come back when we meet with the committee in terms of where we place it in terms of the the plan going forward so that it's midway is the renfontaine line is the nigel line uh uh is the the Daviton line uh, as well inside there. So there are a few other lines within Houting that we're looking into that are part of of this going out to the market to go and find the service providers and put a project plan. We currently are running a war room within Prasa that manages how we recover. And each time we, we, we put a corridor as, a, as one of the priority, it gets into the program and it gets money that right from planning, right up until the end when the service has been recovered. Chair, I don't know if I've missed any of, of the other questions that have been raised by honorable members, but if I have, I'm happy to, 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 to cover that. But the one last component, the depots, in terms of protecting our rolling stock and our other assets as well. We're spending close to a billion rand at the moment, and the projects have been triggered to fence seven depots. So your Padden Island, Salt River, Springfield, Durban, Bramford, Jane, the East London one, and also Volmartin, they are in there, and uh, we are we are fencing them as well as we speak. So they they.
0: Last part, I think the, the the
5: difference between the marshals versus the security, 3,100 versus the marshals. We had a system where we put in what we refer to as PR2P. We are looking into that and it's coming in, in the form of cooperatives. So we want to revamp that. We've had to go back into the system so we don't find ourselves on the irregular part. So as you can imagine, Part of our old reports with Auditor General has been irregularities. So we want to do things properly and we're categorizing uh, uh, the engagements and we want to, to do it within the governance. So the, the PR2P portion will come in within the cooperative space as compared to into the security space where other things are going to be required. For instance, your CIRA certification kicks in, wherein your, your, your marshals are not necessarily uh, don't have CERA certificates, but they do uh, impactful and critical work. So we need to bring them in accordingly. The Glad Africa update, uh, uh, I don't want to speak often here. It's something that we're working on. Uh, uh, and I think you're going to get news very soon in as, in as far as the, 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 the status thereof is concerned. May I request, Chair, that on that one, as soon as we've concluded on the legalities, we come back to this committee and report the progress and the status thereof accordingly. I thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Uh, for, Ampello, for responding to those questions. Any follow-up questions from honorable members? I've, uh, Noted Honorable Dango, is that a legacy hand or is, a, is it a follow up hand, uh, Honorable Hi- and Honorable Dango? I guess I guess it is a legal, legacy hand. Let's then uh, uh, give over to the chair, uh, Dr. Kamal uh, Any last word from your side?
2: No, well, thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chair and the and the committee. I, I think that uh, a Group uh, C O acting Group COS has, has dealt with uh, uh, almost all the the question that has been presented. All I want to do is to say to the Honourable Committee that uh, around the issue of uh, collaboration all the issues that deals with this concessioning, uh, all that area that deals with partnership. The, the, the rail policy has at least provided much more clarity around that. In other words, encouraging that uh, private sector could play a role in the, in the rail system in the country, uh, whether it's a concessioning or as a short Uh, distance or long distance uh, that is there. And then I need to say again in terms of the very same uh, collaboration which uh, probably uh, gravitate towards decentralization that has been mentioned, that white policy that we're talking about in terms of rail also makes provision on the process towards what uh, I think uh, Honourable uh, Tim has talked about the decentralization to provinces. Uh, the the, the Red right policy explain the processes that will have to be followed to that particular determination uh, in terms of the uh, decentralization process. So I think uh, just to, uh, to say to members, um, the policy is quite broad uh, is a as a breath of fresh air it makes provision for that uh, so there is going to be a process that's going to be outlined for all to understand the, the last point I want to make as to com- for completion um the The question that was asked was why uh aren't you broader enough uh, people are suffering i think we we share that sentiment. In terms of non-availability of um, of rail as a mode of transport, as the cheapest mode of transport, and as a backbone of the of the economy of a country, if you can't move the people to go to uh, the businesses and work situation, you run the risk of uh, your 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 economy going down. So this is where we are. This is what we are trying to address. We have um, in our five year strategy plan, we have uh, put in there that we need to deal with the, in, in terms of the corridor development we said we need to deal, deal with all of these issues within the pillars of the strategy or corporate plan, but we could we recognise immediately uh, that we don't have the money to unleash work on all the 46 or 40 40 corridors. We will have to uh, take 10 at per year. Every year we take in 10, we deal with those issues, finishes, and go to the next 10. So that's how we and we starting cascading from the highest to the lowest in terms of the the in terms of the commuting patterns. As as I think it was raised earlier by the Honourable Danko, uh, that this is the situation. So Chair, um, we we will always be available uh, to account to the committee uh, in terms of whether there are failures or successes. We're always going to have to be open with them so that uh, you understand where we stand on the particular matters. Thank you very much, Chair Person. Uh, that's only the last uh, few words from from my side.
1: Thank you, thank, thank you, Chair, uh, for for those uh, uh, those remarks. I see, Honourable Vice. Yeah. Uh, no. Thanks, the, thank you very much, Chair.
3: Eh, uh, right? Yeah. No. Just Chair uh, to to advise uh, the. I think CEO uh, firstly, I would say he was very good in responding to our questions, uh, but I, I would like to just uh, advise that uh, perhaps in future with, with, with the presentation if uh, uh, there could be a, a slide on acronyms and their the full uh, uh, reference or explanation. There are a lot of uh, acronyms <laughs> in that presentation, so just that, just that advice here. thanks so much.
1: Thanks, thanks, Mr. High. I will be the acting CEO has headed to, to your call. And uh, uh, Let me take this opportunity uh, to to indeed express a lot of. Thanks. I
3: think this hand this end is up. the CEO. Mr.
5: Chair, uh, I, I think it's it's yeah it's a bit out of line for me to speak after the chair the chair has spoken. But I just thought I missed out on the on the on another question. Uh, there's a slide where we had highlighted that some things were on hold. Uh, and oh need yes,
1: that, yes. I needed yes, yes. to
5: clear that to clear that. Um, so, chair, just to take uh, uh, members that at some point, if you remember, there was this to and fro between the, 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 the constitutional court and national treasury on on the guidelines. And the majority of the entities had to stop uh, uh, procuring. And some of those, we also were affected. So we put that on hold, but we have then since triggered the processes. So so those, as, we, as I sit here, some of them, as of this morning, we have now taken them out of out of the so-called on hold, uh, so the GSMR, for instance, is now under evaluation. Signaling is under evaluation. So majority of actually all of them are no longer on hold since the announcement by the the the, the court as what say we can carry on while a resolution has been found. So I needed to clear that up, Chair. And thank you for that opportunity.
1: Thank you, thank you for 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 that. Uh, uh, that- Clarity to the question that was posed by the honourable team. Honourable uh, members, I think we we, we we are now at a point where we must indeed, as like I was doing, uh, express a lot of gratitude to the to the team uh, led by uh, the chair, uh, and uh, uh, together with his team uh, for. Uh, putting the committee in a much more better position to understand uh, the uh, issues around modernization program, uh, which uh, we were informed that it covered uh, uh, three areas, the rolling stock general overhaul, the rolling stock feed renewal program, and also the signaling and communications. And uh, we were also uh, briefed on the rehabilitation of the passenger rail network, and we're giving the status, we're giving the challenges, we're giving the progress made, uh, and also the, uh, the 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 finances required in terms of ensuring that these challenges are addressed. We have also had uh, uh, the the availability for us uh, when we embark our on our on our oversight. Uh, uh, that's it, uh, given the uh, commitment that we made in the past uh, that uh, we will have to, 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 to uh, 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 play an oversight role, particularly with regard to those uh, presidential uh, programs, uh, more so those that were in the state of the nation address. so uh, we appreciate the availability and uh, uh with those uh, few words we expect them to, to 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 uh do as they committed uh to uh, respond to some of those questions in writing uh, uh within uh, within within uh we, we want to say seven days uh, because uh, from tomorrow we'll also be on recess but what we want uh, is that uh when we come back uh, in the third quarter that the, the we should be having those responses so that as we process our, 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 our resolutions uh, as a committee, we take uh, the feedback into consideration. So thank you, Chair, uh, for, 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 for leading the team, for providing leadership to the CEO and his team in terms of uh, uh, the presentation, presentation to this uh, SLEP committee meeting and, uh, uh, and uh, also uh, to the uh, honorable members of the select committee, my appreciation and gratitude to, to the manner in which you, you engage with the presentation. Uh, it clearly illustrates that uh, of key concern to, to your work is how do we ensure that uh, uh, transport as a very uh, uh, important sector inferring our commuters to, to their place of work uh, becomes reliable and indeed uh, uh, we will always rely on you. So my uh, gratitude, gratitude to, to all of you. Uh, we, we will now take this opportunity to formally attend the meeting uh, but uh, there will be uh, a management committee meeting immediately after this uh, meeting just to make sure that we've analyzed, uh, the issues around the the uh uh, Stelto, uh the issue around the oversight and uh and also the issue around the program so thank you honorable members the meeting stands adjourned.
3: there's also honorable my table is back
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh. recording stopped you- is she is on the platform?
0: Thank you, thank oh. you I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank Where you. are you, my tabula? Where are you, my chibula? I have a small baby. I was on maternity leave. <laughs> I need you, my Congratulations, sir. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thank
4: Thank, chair, you,
3: thank you, chair. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you, thank you, Tim. Thank you so much. Uh, I, che- I I saw your your WhatsApp, uh, but I'm, I can't <laughs> still. I can't find it. Uh.
1: <laughs> still, cast me. Yeah, the fifteen. <laughs> I will che- check my
3: emails, but the the on the fifteen is the one of uh, the the tourism.
1: Check from Enrico. There's also yes, a one. I
3: check it from, yeah, I check, I check all his, uh, his, uh, his image to me. The only one that okay. I see, the only one I see is the one of yesterday.
4: Uh, uh, I check
3: all his, yesterday. I check
4: uh, to
1: Pegas, I check uh, his.
3: Oh,
1: no, no, I think, I think you are
3: right. Yeah, but the I one that we send on the 15 is a tourism.
1: Is a tourism one? yeah all right okay no <laughs> i think it was good that i did not raise it because i wanted to i thought we recorded we it but i realized you are product this one from from the the tourism yeah and uh, let's 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 allow the the team because we were also we also have uh our own study group <laughs> yeah uh, we'll let's us,
3: let's the team to to leave those who are not members of the two committees
1: let's see how many do we still have here that's a management committee meeting it's a management committee meeting yeah yeah okay for the parliament
3: uh, the parliamentary staff can excuse us uh, youtube (laughs) it's a closed session
1: (laughs) yeah it's a closed session yes
3: Mado, and your team. Or, or maybe they can remain. <laughs>
0: uh, Sorry, Chairperson, yeah. give me a second uh, to contact Mado.
1: Okay. There's no, by there's... the way,
3: it's uh, not a secret meeting. It's just uh, it's an internal issue.
1: So it's not yeah. a problem. She
3: can still remain. Right. Yes, a solution.
1: Okay, General Chair, General Chair. Okay. Is-
3: no, basically, basically, Chair, I thought that uh, because it's our last uh, uh, day for committees and yesterday it was the last day for the other committee, Um, but there are those uh, issues that uh, we, we're doing jointly and they suggested that perhaps we should uh, have a meeting. Uh, But also what I noticed when I was a uh, part of the flood uh, committee when we went to the Eastern Cape, I noticed that uh, well, I received uh, the, the the committee program uh, to to comment on before it was to be sent to the House Chairperson on committees. Um, there was a issue of the oversight uh, for for our Tambo District, uh, but then uh, I. Because I was in, this, uh, in that that uh, oversight, then uh, because uh, there were there were deadlines, uh, I just agreed for uh, for it to to then go to the office of uh, uh, Honorable Nyambi, um um because of the deadlines. But uh, later on, I had a discussion with the the committee secretaries, and they wanted to find out why why over uh, Tambo, uh, but then there were these, Question that uh, the, uh, I think Clopega uh, was the one uh, who suggested that. My 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 view was that uh, th- we 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 have never been to uh, the, the the northern Cape. I mean, in my entire period in 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 in, in Parliament, uh, though I've uh, been also in another committee before I, I joined the two committees. Uh, but in terms of sorry,
0: types. sorry, so, just, 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 sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. I just want to alert you to the fact that Parliament is actually streaming our manage management meeting. Um I actually asked Lupika if I can maybe just remove him from the platform because okay. I just mean, I just okay. double checked on YouTube and they actually streaming our Manko meeting as we speak. Oh, okay. Maybe Shubhankar can then move it. <laughs> You can yes, remain. Uh, uh, thank yes, you, chair. Sorry, so, oh, okay. so
2: still, is attending to the matter,
3: Oh, okay. But now we can continue because it's, uh, it's it's not uh, it's a parliamentary business issue as well, uh, uh, though it's not a public issue. Uh, so I was uh, suggesting chair that uh, perhaps we should review the the issue of our uh, uh the oversight uh, visit. And then perhaps uh, with your advice, uh, see whether we should not rather uh, choose uh, the Northern Cape, not because I've never been to the Northern Cape for the oversight, uh, but it's uh, one of the uh, provinces, even when you see with the the report or the presentation from departments, it tend to be kind of like marginalized uh, uh, in terms of uh, the, 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 the Performance of uh, uh, whether it's projects uh, or whatever the, the the national departments and entities are doing, they tend to to kind of like marginalize the uh, the northern Cape. So uh, in my discussion with the community secretary, I was suggesting that maybe we should uh, 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 not go to Oatambu for now. Not that we will never go, but just for now. Uh, not, uh, but maybe uh, focus uh, go to 10 years, uh, then go to 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 Northern Cape. Um, perhaps let me just uh, formally then open the meeting and uh, welcome uh, everybody. Uh, are there any
0: apologies? Is Honourable Dango connected? as he left the meeting if if you can uh, just check